Well, here we are at the end of another year. Seems like only yesterday we stood here and said, well, here we are at another year, right? Uh, it seems like they get faster and faster as they go by and as we experience these times. But today, I want us to spend a, this hour or these next few minutes, not the rest of the uh, rest of the hour, but not another hour. How about that? Uh, or we could. But I'd probably be here by myself, right? Uh, want to spend this time, doing a little bit of time and giving you opportunity to reflect on this year, but also to give you uh, some words of encouragement. I think some words from God that would uh, speak to us as, as we go anticipate stepping into a new year. You know, can you imagine two and a half days basically left in this year? And I wonder... I wonder for myself and I wonder for us as a church, and I hope you will begin wondering as well as we consider this this morning. Is there anyone here that has any unfinished business from 2019? Guess what? You got two days left. Uh, that, nothing like putting a little pressure on it to begin, right? But that's the reality as we step from year to year is, and as we reflect on some of those things that Sometimes we do come to that end of a year where we, have, where we come to a point that, yeah, there's a lot of unfinished business. There's some things that we wish were different, uh, that we're looking forward to, but certainly that unfinished business. But as we leave this year, consider the journey you have taken in the past 12 months. The things that you have accomplished, as, uh, those things that you have left undone. Consider the exciting things and those paths and those paths that you went down that you just got you really excited about life and about things going on. The things you did well, the things that you are proud of. Also run through those things that may not have gone as well as you had anticipated. Certainly we'd all like to see the ball drop into a new year and say that we've done all that we could have done. And the year has been good. But I like these words from Dallas Willard that can even, I think, bring us fresh, topic, fresh air into the topic today, where he said, each year's regrets, each year's regrets are envelopes in which messages of hope can be found in a new year. Consider that. Each year's regrets are envelopes in which messages of hope are found in a new year. Now what about 2020? Wouldn't it be great if we could step into a, to a year called 2020, sort out the good from the challenges and only take the good into the next year? How many of you would like that? Man, that'd be exciting to be able to just take the good into the next year. Not worry about those, those things that are undone, those things that that bring challenges to our life, but only take the good into a new year. For me, that'd be a fantastic thought. But you know, it's not really very realistic. Life is life. There's good things that happen. There's challenging things that happen. And we just can't ignore all those things that will challenge us. But, so how are you looking as a prospect into a new year? To me, I'd like to say, wouldn't it be nice to go in a new year and leave behind? 
leave behind the nasty politics of this country. Wouldn't it be nice to just say they're done? And that we could really get along with each other and get some things positively done for us as a country? What would the new year look like if we could get rid of the evils of war and the rumors of war and all of those things that go along with that? What if we could get away and just leave behind all of the hate and the mistrust and all of those things that go along with that? And say, 2019, we're done with that. We're not going to have any of that in 2020. And that'd be great, right? Wouldn't it be great to walk into a new year and not have to face the challenges of cancer and other life-threatening diseases that seem to just compound every day's life for so many that we know and so many in this church and so many of our friends and family? How about going into a new year and just leave all the poverty and homeless behind us? And say, man, everybody is going to be in good shape for this coming year. Wouldn't it be nice? I'm going to let you take just a moment and add to that list. Because it's really an exhaustive list. And it depends on who you are and where you are. as what you would add to that list of what you'd like to leave behind in 2019. And say we're done. Or wouldn't it be nice if it were done? And then as you think about that list, how do we go into a new year knowing that those things are going to follow us, even precede us into 2020? And I think today the words from God would give us words um, at least to provide an avenue to go into the year positively, even in the midst of all of those things that are going to weigh us down and those things that we're going to step into. Before we hear that from him, let's speak to him in a word of prayer. God, even with all the challenges and all the good things and exciting things and all the things that have weighed us down in 2019, today we thank you for bringing us to this day and every day to come and help us to always remember that this is the day, no matter what that day is, but this is the day that you have made. And God, give us the strength and the courage to say, let us rejoice and be glad in it because you are God. Not because of what we experience. Not because of who we are. But fully because of who you are that would lead us into a new year. God, I pray during this time this morning that you would allow us to open our ears so that we could hear a word from you. You would open our hearts. Let us be touched. Let us be changed. God, even today, let us be challenged. God, that you would open our minds. And let us hear from you and let us understand fully what you have for us today and the days to come. God, let this be your hour. The words that speak be your words. God, let this be your time. In all these things I pray in the strong name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So I consider stepping into a new year with some challenges that we have. 
some things that have weighed us down in the past. And how many of you today can tell me even what January 1 is going to bring us? No hands. <laughs> Much less 365 days from now. What is that going to look like for each one of us individually? I don't know. You don't know. But for me, there's only one, there's, there's one good example from Scripture of an individual that had a whole history of things behind him that could have weighed him down to even to take the next step, much less hear a challenge from God to go and to lead a new people. A character who was stepping into an unknown with a history behind him that would have weighed anybody down. And that character is Joshua. As he finds himself at the death of Moses and God speaking directly to Joshua. If you join with me in reading from Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, in those first nine verses there. And I think these are words not only to Joshua then, but to us today as we look at stepping into a new year and into an unknown. Where it says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, who was Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. I think they've heard that before, right? Every place on, on which your sole of your foot treads, I have given to you just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness of, and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the, the river Euphrates. All of the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just, if you, just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you, and I will not, will not forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according all that is written in it. For then you will your, make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you, but be strong and courageous. Do not tremble and be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And may we be challenged even as we hear it this morning. Moses is dead and God comes to Joshua. Anybody want to step in Joshua's place? I've always considered that, you know. God calls us into those times in our lives where, you know, <laughs> that's, surely that's got to be somebody else's job, right? Surely, God, you've got the wrong person today. Not me, not now, not ever. But Joshua, it's your job. God's coming before you and says, Joshua, Moses is dead. This Moses that you have traveled with for these last 40 years, the Moses that you heard from previously to go and take the land. Moses. 
I am here to prepare you to step into leadership of the nation of Israel. But what history did Joshua have that could have been a burden that he was stepping into this new leadership role? Back in Numbers, you'll remember that Moses sent 12 spies into Canaan as God directed, as God's directing Moses again, I mean Joshua again. And Joshua was one of those 12. God had promised them a land of milk and honey and all that it had to offer. Twelve spies. With the purpose of going in and coming back with a good report of what all of this land had to offer to the people. But what was the report? From at least ten of them. Sure, Moses. Sure, Moses, God is right. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, and it is abundant with everything, including those giant people, that there is absolutely no way that we can take this land. <laughs> Naysayers that they are, and they kept on, and they kept on. They even brought back some of the fruit with them. And then that awful word of defeat, the naysayers. But Moses, the people who live in the land are strong and the cities are, are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek is living there and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living there and the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. In other words, Moses, there is absolutely no way, no how, no way, not any time are we going to be able to step into that land and take over? <laughs> what in the world are you thinking? What is God thinking about? How are we going to do this? <coughs> but Caleb, one of the twelve, quieted the people before Moses and said, We should go, by all means, go up and take possession of it, for we shall overcome. Of course, the people were forgetting all that God had done in, leaving, in leading them out of, out of uh, Egypt. Forgot about his provision in, those, uh, in that journey. And they began to cry out against Moses and ask those wonderful questions and being naysayers that they were. Why did God lead us out of Egypt <laughs> and bring us here to a point of unknown and sure defeat? What is he thinking calling us to go and take over this land of milk and honey. At least in Egypt, we knew what was going to happen every day. At least in Egypt, they were taking care of us, right? Why don't we just go back? Why don't we just go back to the way it was? But Joshua and Caleb tore their clothes and tried again. Try it again to convince this people that this is God's plan and he will prepare the way. And we know that it did not go well from there. Moses consented to the people's wishes. The naysaying people became the word of the day. They overruled God's wishes. And the rest of the story, we know they had the great opportunity to wander in the desert for 40 years. What kind of deserts do we walk into when we tell God no? It's reality that we face. Yeah, you guessed it. This is that same Joshua. 
that had gone in there with those 12, 12 spies previously. And God has the audacity to come and say, God, say jo, uh, Joshua, Moses is dead, now it's your turn to lead this naysaying, hard-necked, stiff-necked people into the land of milk and honey. Joshua was one that had spent those 40 years wandering. Joshua had seen the results of naysaying. Joshua had seen all the negative consequences. And God told Joshua not once but three times for great emphasis, be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. Have I not, con uh, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do you think it took a little bit of convincing of Joshua for him to be able to take that step? Not once, but three times God came to, to Joshua and said, Be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. Understand that I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Now as we step into 2020, what past are you carrying? that God needs to speak to you and say, be strong and courageous. Be very strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Is it a load that you need to unload? Is it a load that you need to carry and resolve? These are words from God today. Take the next step. Take that step into 2020 and be strong and courageous. And along with that, hear God say, I've got this, so you don't have to worry. I've got this, so you don't have to worry. It seems to me that that may be what God's saying to us today. Whether you have 40 years of stuff that brings you challenge to this new year, or a few months, or even a few days, God says be strong and courageous. He has this as we go into 2020. The reality was, Joshua really had no idea how the people were going to respond. Were they going to rebel again? What were the new spies going to say when they crossed the river? After all, he had seen the rotten treatment that Moses had received. Could Joshua even be wondering... <laughs> Is it going to be 40 more years of wandering around the desert before we have this land of milk and honey? Am I going to have the same fate? Or, fate? Are these people going to have the same fate as we did under, under Moses? But Joshua took the step. He took the chance, if you would, to rely on God. From the rest of the story, we know and understand that the spies this time went into the promised land and came out and reported, Surely the Lord has given us this land into our hands. And moreover, all the inhabitants of the land have melted before us. They didn't see any different people, kinds, than the first group did. And the first group says, There's no way, no how, not now, not ever. And this group says, The people have now melted before us, and God is leading us into this land. Was it easy? No. Was there discouragement along the way? Mm, good possibility. But we know that God was with them and guided them and provided them the land that he had promised. And the people followed. 
Now for us. What do we need? What do we carry that we need to experience strength and courage? What is it that maybe you even need to give over to God so 2020 will be an easier journey? What are you excited about? What are you afraid of as we step into 2020? As we close today, consider these words of Edith Lovejoy Pierce. As we step into the new year, she says, we will open the book and its pages are blank. We're going to put words on in them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity, and its first page is New Year's Day. What are you going to do with your book this year? I wonder, can you even begin to imagine a new book that your life will write? Decisions, consequences, highs and lows. Twelve chapters with a total of 366 pages for next year. That's right, it's leap year, so we get an extra day to make choices. What issues will challenge you as you step into this new year? Can you step into 2020 and not worry about the things that will happen that you have no idea what they may be so that you can take a bold step into a new year? But ultimately, what words will be in your book this time next year? Consider these words of Reverend Clayton Baird as he himself looked at stepping into a new year. He said, with the new year generally comes new opportunities and new levels of growth. New open doors, new chances to step out and try new things. He continues to say, I've learned that if I am personally ever going to be able to tackle a new opportunity coming my way, then I'm going to need some serious strength and courage for what's ahead. He closes that and says, my personal conviction is that God is the only one who can give me that strength and courage. Seems to me, these are the words to end this year as we look at next year. God is calling for each one of us to be strong, be of great courage. He's got this next year. Remember that day after day as challenges arise, as victories come, this is God's year coming our way. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let's pray. Father God, you are an awesome, awesome God. And what is a privilege it is for us to stand here and be known as your people. Those who have come to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, what a privilege it is for us to be able to share in day-to-day life. And you provide the strength and courage we need to endure. God, I thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for being here in this time of worship. Thank you for your presence here today. And God, now I just pray that you would speak to this people in a special way. Challenge us to open our hearts. Challenge us to accept that next step that we must take. Guide us. Direct us. Lead us to a time of response. In all these things I pray in your name. Amen. I really don't know where this message would leave find you today. Is there a time or a place that you need to forget? You just need to come and use these steps as a prayer rail this morning to say, God, this is your year coming up. 
and let us rejoice and be glad in that. Maybe it's today, it's you've never come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and today needs to be that day. We'd welcome you to come and just share that as God's call in your life today. Whatever it is, let God move in your heart during this time. Let's stand and sing.